0: Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here, if you wish, The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Transfiguration. The Lord be with you. And blessed is the kingdom of God. The Transfiguration is asking or telling us one thing. Who do you say I am? And this is the greatest question of all for Christians. Who do you say Jesus is? Right before the Transfiguration, Peter answers this question, and he says, you are the Messiah. This happens in the Bible after Jesus has fed 4,000 people. And the Pharisees have tested Jesus asking for signs in seeking signs to understand who he was. And Jesus asked Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter, of course, says, you're the Messiah. But what Peter does not understand is that Jesus must go to Jerusalem. Peter's rebuke shows that he is uncertain as to what is going to happen in Jerusalem, and God is. What we need to do is we need to see, and Peter needs to see, that God is to come into His kingdom. This occurs, the transfiguration occurs 40 days before Good Friday. So to put it in perspective where it is, Jesus is concerned because His disciples do not have faith. After the Transfiguration, immediately after, they go and they come upon the epileptic child. And the disciples say, why couldn't we remove this affliction from this child? And Jesus tells them that they must be persistent in faith, and prayer, and in fasting. Let's look at the historical expectation. Before the Messiah is to come, it was understood that Elijah must come first. Now, Elijah you know, is a wonderful prophet. Now, so Jesus has to deal with that expectation. So what does Jesus do? He takes three of His disciples, Peter, John, and James, up a mountain. Now this mountain is not so important which mountain it was or how high that mountain was. It more or less presents a theological question, one of elevating one's faith and thought to God. We know that when Moses went to Mount Sinai, that there was an important announcement there. So in this case, once again, there is a theophany, in other words, where God appears and tells us something important. And this is is similar to that. So once again, we have a visible sign of God's presence. So what does it do? Well, if we have this visible sign, this situation that we have, we have something similar to the Feast of the Tabernacles where booths were set up where God was a dwelling among the just in the kingdom of the Hebrews. So also, Jesus must proclaim Christ's divinity. Jesus is indeed the Messiah. This is one of the things that the um, transfiguration shows. And the father bears witness to this because he says, this is my beloved son. He doesn't say uh, this becomes my beloved Son. No, He says, this is my beloved Son. Son is fully sharing in the essence of the Father. Now, how does uh, God do this? Well, He displays before us an example of uncreated life, uh, uncreated um, divine energy. And Christ is equal to God, like the Son His clothes are whitened, and His garments are bright, and a cloud. Remember the cloud that guides Israel out of Egypt. And remember the cloud that encompassed the mountain of Mount Sinai. And remember the clouds that filled the tent of the tabernacles of Moses. So who are the witnesses, and what do they do? Well, we have have three New Testament witnesses there. And we have two Old Testament witnesses there. It is said that where two or three gather together, they can witness the truth about something. And the Old Testament, we have Moses, who is the lawgiver, and we have Elijah, who represents the prophets. What is the significance of this? Well, Jesus Christ completes salvation history right from the beginning. Remember, we have the fall. We've talked about that, Adam and Eve. But we have our own life and immortality to comprehend. And this is what our Lord Jesus is giving us. We recall Elijah did not experience death. And what does it mean to us? Well, with our own baptism, that's faith, we are alive in Christ and no longer the living dead. Three times our God speaks that this is my Son. The first is on the mount here at the Transfiguration, or or actually the baptism. This is the second one. And then the third one is when Jesus is on the way into Jerusalem in a triumphant way, riding on that donkey. What parts do Moses and Elijah play? Well, in a sense, if we put them together, They represent the communion of saints-to-be, that communion of saints that we wish to join. Elijah, in particular, uh, represents Malachi's prophecy, referring to a coming in the Spirit and a power, rather than actually expecting Elijah to come himself. Now, we do know that we do think of John the Forerunner as an example of Elijah. So we're on our way to Jerusalem. What does Jerusalem have to do with this whole theophany? Well, Jesus is the new Adam, but also He is the new Isaac, the son willing to sacrifice Himself, a new David, a Savior who redeems the world. In Genesis, it promises our reading today to all of us to find blessings and not curse, and not all these blessings just for the Hebrews, but for all of us, for all nations. And the Psalms place our hope and trust in God, and promise, and deliverance, and life, and immortality. In Timothy, we read, it's, uh, we should bear every hardship. And St. Paul elsewhere says, consider all sufferings of the present time is nothing compared to the future glory that we expect. So in this time of preparation, all these sufferings, all these things that we must do and give up are so important to lead us to a future time of glory. A lot of our Protestant friends, when someone dies, you know, they talk about, Joe came unto glory, or Sally came unto her glory. These are good ideas into understanding this concept of this glory. What transfiguration is underway in our own lives at this time? We must ask ourselves that. May God bless you. The transfiguration is upon us.